guess we should do alphabetical order again. Yay! Okay, hey guys. Um, my name is Alice. Um, hey. I'm a, K- I'm a K-pop fan. I'm also a Sagittarius. You said don't make them as long as last time. <laughs> I think that was shorter. Uh, whatever. <laughs> hey, I'm Brielle. And I'm Kamaru. And I'm Hat, formal representative of Beans and Toast. <laughs> <laughs> you're not you're not the, the Marmite people though, right? That's all strange. Oh no, God. Yeah, okay. Well, I, first off, I would like to apologize for lying. We're not covering SM's new girl group. <laughs> <laughs> but Mama Moo's back. That's something big, depending mm. on who you are. Mm-hmm. And Taman, just so Alice can talk. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, I have a pretty scathing review for him. But yeah, mm. let's, let's, let's start with Mama Moo. I forgot our stupid tweet of the day. Sorry, Mama Moo. <laughs> okay, All right, you okay. can guess who submitted this. This is a new thing we're gonna do. We're gonna yes. loosen up with a stupid tweet. What I like about the V-Men ship world is that we are separated from the badness of the outside world. Fan wars, ship wars, Delulus, solos, where all we do is cry and pray for V-Men all the time. Like, seriously, there's no rude, and I'm a sh- people in this ship. And I love that. Purple Heart. <laughs> it's very topical too because we're talking about queer baiting and fan service today. Yay! <laughs> okay, I now we can talk about Mama what you're trying to say. Mama Moo time. I think what they're trying to say is like they're not like the other shippers. <laughs> I guess they left out people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a people in this ship. <laughs> Oh, I think they mean immature. Oh, okay, that's eye-opening. <laughs> <laughs> Mama Moo time. I think uh, we should let the resident Stan go first. Yes. Who me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um. So, Mama Moo came back on November third with their new. It's their tenth mini album, Travel. Um, they had a pre-release single called Dinga, and the actual single, which was Aya, I guess that's how you pronounce it. Um, yeah, my opinions on it, I have not had the chance to listen to the full mini-album, but um, I did not like Aya. It kind of was not my thing. Um, and I thought Dinga was actually better than the title track so uh yeah that's how i feel about it what are your guys you guys' opinions about it mm-hmm. uh, well, i mean this is it kind of reminded me i of egotistic a little bit but yeah um i like the music video it was really pretty but other than that it, it didn't really stand out to me in any specific way it was just okay <laughs> Yeah, like, if, um, if it came on in the car, I wouldn't change it, but I wouldn't like repeat it. Yeah, I'm someone I really like um, cheetah print and cheetah print stuff. So I thought the aesthetics of the music video were really, really nice, but I couldn't get into the music. I tried. I always tried small move, but 
Couldn't yeah, miss time. I thought the song was okay for the most part, but then the ending was really messy and confused me in a way that wasn't even tasteful. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, the visuals are pretty good, except for the unibrow that kind of grossed me out. <laughs> Leon looks great as usual. So, <laughs> yeah, the ending, yeah, it was, it feels kind of like a hype song, like a, a crowd thing more than a, a normal track, if that makes any sense. It's weird because they got this chill track and then they just slap on an NCT ending. <laughs> Hats, do we have any Mamamoo opinions over there? Absolutely zero. <laughs> well, I guess more on the styling. I really don't like Mumbai with short hair. Mm. And I really just wish she would go back to having long black hair, but can only hope. I know there are some idols who, like, unfortunately, legitimately dislike having, like, black hair. So maybe she's one of those people. Oh, she might be. Yeah, she mm-hmm. might be. I don't know. Oh, and I thought it was really cool how they've been wearing Ivy Park for their stages. Mm-hmm. That was really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So do we want to do G Friend Entertainment next? Um. Well, I mean. Alphabetical. Let's just go with G Friend, and I can get that out of the way quickly. Um, it was good. I liked Mago a lot. Um, it's not as can I use the word exotic as Apple was. <laughs> it's Uh-oh. not as, not exotic as not like that, but I mean like the 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 song was unusual. Like Apple was a very unusual K-pop song. Um, Mago follows the trends that a lot of the current girl groups are doing, which is the retro-inspired synth wave 80s thing. But they did it well, so I can't complain too much about that, but it's not particularly unusual, like Apple. Uh, The B-sides are pleasant, but none of them are particularly memorable. I've listened to all of them at this point like three times. (laughs) Nothing really stands out. (laughs) So... Not as good as Song of Sirens. Not as good as that mini album, but still good. I mean, G Friend always, they don't usually put out a lot of bad music, so this is kind of where they always are. Um, The music video was beautiful. I like that Yuju was able to do pole dancing. I liked the lyrics a lot for the song. Um... Because when you first hear the English lyrics that pop out, you think that they're singing about, like, falling in love with a dude or whatever. But no, it's kind of like they're doing, like, this sexy, like, empowerment anthem thing. Um, And they've been doing this starting with Apple, and now they're doing it with Mago. So I like that. I think it's cool. It's different from what other girl groups are doing, because it's with ITZY, they have that empowerment thing, but they're, like, teenagers. G-Friend are not teenagers doing it. So, in some ways, it it's more... Mm, it feels cooler, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have written down, it happened, I tried to let the song marinate, but I can force myself to care. Four out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was... I really liked the comeback. I thought it was really, like, I liked the style. Um, I liked the music. I really liked this 80s wave that people are on right now. 
um, I'm a big fan of like retro stuff, you know, I like the Wonder Girls and stuff. So this was right up my alley. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that G-Friends seems like another group kind of like twice where they're just growing up and it's happening really naturally and they're kind of putting out more mature things and you know I really like it I think it's um it's what we need to see from their third gen right yeah yeah it's I feel like that's the direction that I'd like to see all the third gen groups go in so it's nice yeah I like yeah they're yeah they've had when they did their music uh, for M Countdown like they showed like how they've been doing this entire storyline since rough in 2016 so like if you watch all their music videos (laughs) they've been on the same like series or story or whatever since 2016 um so i think that's cool Mm -hmm. hats i know we're trying to get you to talk about a girl group again but (laughs) is there anything to be said i take that as a no thank you (laughs) all right tayman Let's talk about Taman and his uh, his how much he's disappointed um, me as a human being <laughs> as a Poor thing. Uh, as a tainment, I guess is that what the kids are calling themselves um, before this podcast I like rushed and listened to the entire album to confirm that I didn't like what was going on and Ooh. yeah it was it was a waste of time I don't know what he's doing. Mm. I don't oh approve wow! Of it. I don't approve of it. Idea was a mess. Um, I've heard better BTS songs, <laughs> like recent oh, BTS wow. songs. <laughs> There's only like one recent? song. I- yes. <laughs> oh girl. <laughs> the I only like one song in the album, and that album and that song was a ballad. So that tells you how disappointed I was in this. I liked. Act one. I do not know what SM is doing or what he's doing for Act two, but I do not approve of it. Um, I would not waste my time. I would not recommend anybody waste their time listening to this. But from what I've seen on Reddit, I'm in the major. I'm in the minority. Um, mm. It seems like a lot of people on Reddit love this, um, but yeah, not a fan <laughs> at all. Now, would you say that this is worse than his Iceland anthem, Two Kids? Oh, n- yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, this is worse than Two Kids. At least Two Kids was, like, pleasant. This is wow. just, it's just edgy boy group. It has, like, it has a, a, a stereotypical drop. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, like, the, it's messy it kind of sounds like an NCT. No, it doesn't sound like an NCT B side. It sounds like one of Taman's Japanese B sides, which is something I said before. But it it shouldn't have been <laughs> the main song on the album. <laughs> but if it's Taman and he's good at performing, if he performs it live, I'm sure I'll be like, oh wow, he looks so good and the atmosphere is great. But the song itself is a no. If he performs it live with an audience. Yeah, 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 with an audience. <laughs> also looked like he just killed his puppy again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I said it's fine earlier, um, I think yesterday, off recording or whatever, but it does sound very amateur in production. 
Like I said, this is sounds like something I would make for a rushed project in school. <laughs> and whenever pe- I say this, or and people in general, the reaction is generally like, oh, but could you have done any better? No, and that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> it like ruins that idol music celebrity immersion when it just sounds so familiar. Yeah, also he has like, there were probably five or six talented producers composers arrangers who are working on that song so there's no excuse mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not like he wrote the song <laughs> like there i don't know why yeah so Taman, um hopefully you can put out something before you go to the military that redeems this because this he is, won't uh, well you never know he's a workaholic <laughs> maybe he will Mm. Or Super M will waste his time, just like mm. he wasted ours. Mm. I don't know. This isn't as bad as other ones. I generally agree with that sentiment about his music sounding like Iceland, except all of it. it minus wants. I liked that. But uh, I tolerate this song way more than they do like Two Kids, Criminal, Move. Interesting. So. Huh. So you want him to produce more songs like this? Or more of a darker... This, but sounding like I couldn't make it. So sleeker? I guess. More professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he was trying to, like, embrace something he'd never, like, felt before for this second part. Um, So that can't explain why it just didn't do anything for me. Because it didn't feel like Taman. Um... Mm. Whereas Criminal is, Taman is a very, he he has interesting, (laughs) he has interesting romantic tastes. Um, He once said that he wanted to like, he wanted his significant other to run him over with a car. um, Cute. As as in way of introduction. And he has a lot of the same sort of masochist things in all of his music. Criminal just took that to a different level. Um, so it, it felt like his song, like it felt like him. Um, but in contrast, this is, I guess, him exploring something that's normally outside of him. All right. Does anyone else care about Taman? Nope. Oh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And no one would take that away from me, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> no, Hats, I'm not going to fight you about this. <laughs> Okay, nobody cares about this one, but Barry Good came back. I gave it a 7 out of 10. It was pretty good. It almost gave me fairy music, but at the same time, I don't think this was worth taking out pretty much their entire discography off of streaming platforms. I don't know what happened with that, but... They probably switched... um, They have... K-pop companies have people who produce CDs. They might have switched companies. Oh, yeah. They pulled a Luna. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Does anyone care for Monster X's? Oh, I I can talk about it briefly. Um, Love Killer was... I liked the dirty bass um, in the song. The lyrics were kind of cringy. I did appreciate that Shankyun talked about eating box. Um, What? Eating box. Oh, okay. (laughs) You you hear what he says. It's basically what he's talking about. Um, But it's... 
I mean, it's it's. Oh okay. my god, I didn't even get the euphemism. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I thought that was some kind of strategy or something that idols be making them. I'm like, God, companies be making them do to diet. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, you didn't know it that. <laughs> I didn't. It didn't click until like 30 seconds after. Oh. <laughs> I never use that term. Oh, okay. Yeah, but um it was it was okay. Um I miss Wanho, but I, I won't say that too loudly because I've seen Monster X talk about it and they say they want to move on. So I'll I'll respect their wishes on that. Um Yeah. <laughs> uh I think that's it for comebacks. Yeah. Because Momo Land lied to us. We're never getting that. Oh, we wanted to see it. Momolan. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to see their. I like their new look, even though they're missing a lot of people. <laughs> I still can't believe they did that too. Is it Yeonwoo, the 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 girl who was always doing all the sexy stuff in the bridges? Yeah, she was the one of the main. I don't know. I see why they pushed her into acting, but I feel like they could have waited a few years. Um. I feel like they were just trying to save money, but it's just me. But if you were trying to save money, I would have kicked out the members that had the least popularity. Why would you get rid of the... They cost less. Oh, interesting. That's just my thought. I don't know, but yeah, that's what I thought. Well, before we get on to the heavy-hitting topic... (laughs) Does anybody have any <laughs> thoughts on Kang Daniel and G-Hole? <laughs> um, I guess as um, I guess this would segue into the next topic of queer baiting. Mm-hmm. I saw or maybe, I don't know, but I saw so many people con- like being happy that they broke up. Like, oh my god she's finally single. I can shoot my shot and stuff. And I'm like I know it's funny and everything, but she just broke up with her boyfriend. It's kind yeah. of like, it's yeah, kind of sad. They'd been dating for a good, like a good amount of time. It's not like they were just hooking up or something. So mm-hmm. that is sad. Yeah, that was, I saw a couple of tweets that were like, Gio, I'm available now. Like, now you got rid of that ugly man, blah, blah, blah. Like, they probably, they probably liked each other a lot. Yeah, you know, and if they it, broke up over schedules, it was probably like, well, that's what they say, but yeah, it was probably like a legit. They liked each mm-hmm. other. Yeah, so I feel bad for her. Um, I'm glad that the promotions are going well for. Her. It can't stop me though. Um, hopefully, everything goes well for both of them. Mm-hmm. But it's a shame. I liked having a couple like that in K-pop. That was just kind of they were me just too. vibing. <laughs> All right, Hats, do you have any opinions <laughs> on Kong, Daniel, and Jewel? <laughs> people being really weird when it was um, first announced mm. by people's reactions. It was very um, intimate. It was, re- it was very strange. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but like people making, you know, the generic strap jokes and that. Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't like that. That was, that was even worse with Hyuna and Edon. That was literally all I saw. It was, oh, 
Don's gonna get this trap. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, that, it was it's strange. Yeah, very very weird. But I guess that actually, yeah, all of this does connect to our main topic, um, because that concept of talking about idols in such a weirdly that's a, like a hypersexual way. Um, it's it's not too dissimilar from focusing specifically on how <laughs> straight or non-straight an idol is. I, th- I think it's all connected. Mm-hmm. It is. It's all coming together. <laughs> so how are we going to transition into this? Time for the heavy hitter, huh? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> um. So first off, I think I'll just start with me. <laughs> because I, mo- <laughs> I wrote most of this anyways. Um, and this is something I'm like... I have a disdain for because it's I left one group because of how much not even queer baiting I, I was thinking about this just fan service and like weird mm-hmm. fans um just so from my perspective my disdain for this whole concept of having idols pretend to be a couple or having them do things that seem ambiguous is sort of tied to my own disdain for being labeled in a specific way um i've seen there are three idols i have here mentioned um but there are others where people assume um their sexuality because of how they dress or how they talk or maybe even like their style of clothing (laughs) and then the pants yes their pants (laughs) 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 occasionally something comes out and proves them wrong and the fans go into a very deep state in deni- of denial about it. Um, one person I can bring up in particular is Cheong um, from Twice. People were convinced that she was a lesbian for some reason. Uh, I, I guess it's because she wears baggy clothes or something and she's friends with Mina. And um, But when it came out that she said like she had a crush on Timothy Chalamet or something like that, People like, it was some random like <laughs> American celebrity. People were like, "No, he's Jay. French." <laughs> no, I mean like he's American, like an American actor. Mm. But everybody was like, "No, Taeyong, like you can't like him. He's a man. You're supposed to be with Mina." Blah blah blah. Um, I've seen this with Taemin a lot because he's he has a more androgynous vibe to him, but he. he He's been on record saying some things. Um, there was a video of him I saw very recently um, when he toured in Argentina. Apparently, there were some of the fans there. They um, they take off their bras, like they bring it. No, they don't take off their bras, but they bring an extra bra and they throw it on stage, like as a sign of like, oh, like we like the concert or whatever. <laughs> and one of the hosts was like, "Would you prefer it if you like the, the fans actually took off their bras instead?" And he was like, yeah. <laughs> and all the comments underneath the video were like, oh, Taemin, you can't be a head. That's so dirty. Um, what? He's yeah. basically like a Korean prince. I don't. Right. He gives me very, very straight vibes. Yeah. Irregardless of what his actual orientation is. Because we don't know if he's head. He never said that. But just assuming that he's gay. Um very and then getting upset when he's not 
Um, again, it's that it's that labeling thing. I don't like being labeled, and I think I've sort of <laughs> transferred that disdain into like how I interact with the idol industry. So whenever I see that, I'm just like, uh, <laughs> yeah. But it's Man. especially it's especially worse when an idol specifically says something. <laughs> I'm not like, really active on Twitter, so I searched up Chaeyoung stuff a while ago, and it goes back into even. Just like everything wrong with some K-pop fans, I'll read it out loud. I can't mm. believe Young isn't a lesbian. I'm dropping her. Also, the fact that she's lightly dating a hag. I thought you were better, sweetie. Yeah. So it's this very... Well, I guess everything foreshadows, right? But it's just this very strange concept of... If the idols don't fit your expectation, then you, you, turn, like, you, you tear them down immediately. Um... So, you don't see this as much with Taman, I think, because he's more respected, but, yeah. And then the companies taking advantage of this and promoting specific ships. And I wonder about the mental health of these idols, um, irregardless of uh, what their orientation is. I, I would not want to be playing out a specific role for my company. Um, but it affects their friendships as well between mm-hmm. two idols it, yeah. it must be weird between them oh yeah you cats you can talk about jayong um. oh god so <laughs> so yesterday i was gonna watch um a couple of jayong videos on youtube um but the hand of god came down and saved me um <laughs> and the entirety of youtube had crashed so kind of saved me i think from watching that um but I remember very, very early on um, into my and citizen quote-unquote career, um, it was very prominent. It was more prominent than it is now, I think. They could not do any, could not sit next to each other, could not do anything without the Jayong horde swooping in and commenting and doing all of that stuff. And I definitely think it affected their relationship. Like, they just don't interact on camera as much anymore i definitely think it's because of that it really not ruined their friendship but like interacting on camera i think they saw it and i don't think they wanted to deal with that anymore so it's kind of sad yeah i remember when i joined when i became an in-citizen it was around the time that they were ending and so i always saw things like what happened to jayong we want to see them interact um wasn't there this isn't K-pop, but there was a, a female Western group who had the same issue. Um, Fifth Harmony? Being, yeah, Fifth Harmony, um, where they were being shipped together all the time, and it caused a lot of... Um, it, it caused one of the members to worry. that Because um, she was actually bisexual, and she said it made her feel like a predator or something? hmm Yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. Um, so before we go any further, I would like to... Um, establish that because I've seen this argument a lot um, but I think this should be stated. So I'm on Pew Research um, and I'm looking at this the national as of 2019 the acceptance for homosexuality in Korea is at 44% that's the entire country Um, contrast US is 72% and for hats um, in UK it's 86% so this is this mm. is this is the 86% country. here. 
Maybe I should have used a different site, but I don't know. Seems pretty valid to me. Um, They're 10% (laughs) below South Africa. um, And they're around the same as India. So I I, I think it's good to keep that in mind when people say that um, doing fan service is somehow making people who like more accepting for gay people in Korea because we're still at 44%. That's not even half the population. The good news though is that the rates are a lot higher among younger people. Um it's not 44% among people who are like 18 to 30. But the older generations of people are specifically unaccepting of this and when you look at you know older generations of K-pop you can tell um that the way that fan service has been performed has been changed a bit. Um, I guess if you talk about Super Junior and Second Gen, um, it was very exaggerated and mocking. And I would say these days it's more romantic. Um, I don't Mm. think either, I don't, I wouldn't say either of these are specifically good, but I think it's fascinating how K-pop is adapted to the, international mentality by giving them what they want (laughs) so now the shipping is more romantic and long term Um, I've seen multiple times where idols have like origin stories for their ships Um, (laughs) I have here just a few Um, speaking of which with the origin stories I noticed today on Twitter it's like um, BTS Namjoon and Yoongi's 10th anniversary knowing each other oh, and yeah. all I've seen is their ship name trending all day with like <laughs> domestic interaction compilation domestic they're 10 years soulmates so <laughs> 100% domestic interaction <laughs> <laughs> that's what that those series like in the soup are feeding <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's the series as well, the variety shows, um, anytime they go on Weekly Idol or something like that, I never, I I've, I always hate it when I try to figure out, like, oh, what is this Idol about, like, what do they like to do, and the fans, like, send me, send you clips from variety shows, like, <laughs> it doesn't tell me about them at all, <laughs> variety is, like, the opposite of what <laughs> most of these people are like, um, yeah, so, I guess on a opposite note of talking about the romantic dynamic is the bare minimum that's required. Um, I think I'm bringing this up specifically with maybe Red Velvet, um, Luna to mm. some degree. Um, so I remember when when Peekaboo came out and they were all wearing rainbow dresses. And oh no! Was it Yeri who was wearing the shirt that said "Love is Love" on stage? It might have been. I don't remember. It was three years ago, <laughs> but I remember. Um, I feel like that was one of the first uh, waves that they got of their lesbian fans at that time. Um, I mean, I think Yeri has been pretty vocal about what she believes, but the other members haven't really said anything. <laughs> In particular, to warrant the attempt, like the assumptions that they're making about them, the objectification, using them sort of as a weapon against men in general, 
it was continued with the whole Irene scandal, like, because the person that Irene was berating was a man, and she's the supposed lesbian queen, um, everything is good, um, everything is right. So she reads this feminist novel, it's just further proof <laughs> of her being a lesbian somehow. Um, <laughs> so I would say for Luna, it started with Chu and Eve. I don't think the company is entirely blameless in this. I think they knew what they were doing. Oh, but- um, they definitely knew what they were doing because to me, it's kind of like you really expect me to believe that the two of them are like super into each other when Eve's Eve debuted um, a day after she got in the company. Mm, interesting. Like they're, you, I'm not, you think I'm supposed to believe that they like instantly connected as soon as they met each other? Like, <laughs> no, it was a, it was a really weird ship. I, I still don't understand it because they don't even seem to be that close. If anything, I would ship Chu with Kim Lip. But yeah. they're not in the same unit or whatever, but I just thought that was so weird. I don't even know why I pushed that. Yeah, well, it was it was because of that music video. I think they saw their response to the music video uh, uh, at the heart attack. Mm-hmm. And from there, they were like, oh, this is another way to make money. Um, and so they did their thing. They went to KCON. They collected all the pride flags. And so they were... <laughs> They made their coin. Um, I'm not saying what these idols believe, obviously. I'm not saying they're all mean and, like, have these outdated beliefs. But the point is that it's not them. Um, And I have this listed here as corporate gayness. Like how what companies do in June where they have all their pride flags up and then they take them down as soon as June ends. It's the same thing with Jewies. As soon as the company senses that it stops making money, they'll stop doing it. The same thing for ancient. It's already kind of stopped. I don't really see it as much. Um, they don't really put the two of them together. Yeah. Well, maybe like, because now it's Olivia. Hey, go on, kind of. Oh no. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, from what I know about their personalities, I don't really see it. <laughs> I'm it's because di- they're like opposites. Yeah. Opposite. Oh, they love that juice fiction. Just mm-hmm. Eve's part two. Chooves. I forget what it's called. Chooves. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, something like that. But um, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh it's it's that corporate <laughs> homosexuality thing. Um, that's pretty much what it is for the most part. Or it's something unintentional because of Korean society. There's a very, there's an interesting line where, you know, idols will hug or cuddle on camera or something. And some people will say, oh, they're doing fan service. Some of it is um, just people are more touchy-feely in Korea. I've seen multiple people say, like, I was surprised by how touchy-feely, like, friends were in Korea. Like, they're that's just how they are. Um, but I do think that the companies know that the Westerners don't know this, and so they never explain this. So you have millions of fangirls who don't understand that Koreans don't perceive um, touching people excessively as something, like, indicating interest, and so it's kind of perpetuated. So it's sort of um, deception by omission, 
by not speaking your truth. The most interesting, I guess, queer baiting ship for me as a girl group stand would be Mamamoo, uh, Mumbaiu, and Solar. Mm-hmm. Solar. It's mm-hmm. just, um, they seem like they're really, really, really good friends, like to the point where they're almost like sisters. Mm-hmm. And while I do understand why people would ship them together, because I mean, they do act like, I guess, a married couple, but. And, you know, Mumbai is really androgynous and she really, she does give off lesbian vibes. It is still, I don't know, it feels excessive. Like, um, yeah, yeah, we were talking about how on Twitter, the Mumus are just real, they're really bad with it. They won't let them live. I'll see Um, pictures or like... Solar and Moonbule kissing while they're hanging out in the park, and nobody knew they took these pictures. Oh, strange. And that's got to be awkward for them. Because I don't see anybody do that for Wien and Hawasa. It's like people understand that those two are straight, or at least present as straight, and that they're genuine friends. They've been friends since middle school. And I don't really see people ship them together the way they do Moon Sun. So, mm-hmm. yeah. None this extends this. I feel it encourages the whole thing, like putting idols behind pride flags. And ugh. <laughs> it's very funny because you can tell when the idol is like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll take this. I support this. And sometimes it's just kind of dumped on. <laughs> <laughs> And they just kind of have it awkwardly, like, on the stage. <laughs> and everybody screams, Key rights! <laughs> I remember, I forget which, which group this was. I think it's BTS. Like, they were freaking out because um, one of the members touched a pride flag when he was just passively throwing it off to the side so we could walk by. <laughs> <laughs> he touched the flag. <laughs> As he throws it away. <laughs> Yeah, that's very metaphorical. <laughs> Ooh, deep. My brain is remembering it as Yoongi, but I could be wrong. Yeah, who knows? But yeah, and... it's, it, on that topic, it's just the it's the bare minimum thing. You see it with Red Velvet, you see it with BTS. Or... It's not even bare minimum. There's so much projecting. <laughs> well, yeah, but the, the companies give the bare minimum, and then the fans can project. So the idols are doing, sorry, the fans are doing more labor than the idol, not the idols themselves, but the company. Um, the fans are doing free labor. And it's not just with shipping and fan service that you see this. Um, translations, everything. Yeah, but with translations, um, with like, getting tickets, just everything. So the, the company doesn't have to do anything specific they can just say something vague like we support all kinds of love what does that mean (laughs) 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 what does that even mean (laughs) and people freak out do you not think that um idols have a major role in propagating um sort of shipping as well like the 
the the idol in my mind is Utah. Mm. Like he gets a lot of not criticism, but people point out that he does that sort of shipping thing a lot. Yeah. He first did it with Win Win, then he moved on to Mark. I don't know who it is now. Is it oh is it not Mark anymore? <laughs> I don't know, it might be. <laughs> the last time I looked at traveler. Was Mark. Yeah, he is a traveler. But I don't think it was just him who was doing it with Win Win. They had that they had that kind yeah, of setup. Yeah, all of one two seven were yeah, doing that. that was, yeah, that was weird. That's true. <laughs> um, well, there. Are, I think when idols are motivated to do this, um, I'm just gonna clarify out of the way. I don't think they're doing it because they're interested in the other member. Um, there are cases of idols who have, who have dated other people in their groups, and it has all gone gone pretty bad. <laughs> there was one group. I don't remember their name. It was a first-gen group, and two of the members were dating, and one of them cheated on the other, so they ended up getting into a fight. Um, so that's not a thing in K-pop. So if there's anybody listening who thinks <laughs> that there are idols, and there are two idols in a group, and they're dating, um, you probably wouldn't know about it. <laughs> they're probably hooking up in most, because it, it doesn't. it's not a good long-term thing to do. It's, it's, it's not smart. Um, but... Yeah, with NCT and and Yuta, I've seen. I, I think for when idols are doing this, it's so they can get more attention. It's um, yeah. If you're if you're losing attention and you want people to talk about you, doing doing this kind of thing is a surefire way to get attention. Like. Brielle, do you think that Moon Sun has brought in more fans for Mamamoo? A hundred percent, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think they know exactly what they're doing, especially considering that um, they're a little bit older and probably a little bit more seasoned in this kind of thing. And they're from a really small company. Like, they built that company pretty much. Mm-hmm. So I would not be surprised if they played into what the fans want. Especially, mm. do do I say solar or solar? Mm. Oh. I say solar. I say solar because it's do me do re mi fa solar. Oh. oh, yeah, that's how she got her name. Interesting. So. That's well, kind of anyway. cute, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <I like> it. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, but, um, yeah, she's. I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh well. Anyway, but. They definitely seem to know what they're doing, and she's older. She seems to be very smart with how to market herself. That's what I was going to say. She's really good at marketing herself, like with her YouTube channel and stuff. She knows what people want to see. Yeah, she's almost 30 or 30 years old, so yeah. Yeah, she knows. I think, yeah, Yuta definitely knows what he's doing. The issue is, though, that... (laughs) He picks the members who aren't interested in doing it <laughs> with him. I do see why he picked Mark, because Mark is one of the most popular members. Mastermind. With most of the ships, you'll notice this. It's a member that's a little less popular with one of the most popular members. It's always this way. I cannot, I can't think of a, an exception where there's a ship that's the most popular within a fandom. It's always one of the, like, the most or one of the most popular members with a less popular member. Um, 
I think his reactions help as well. Like he obviously doesn't like it, and it's very zoo-like sort yes. of poking and prodding the bear almost and see what happens. Yeah, Mark's reactions are so funny because he's just like, I yeah, don't know what's going exactly. on. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> NCT is a pretty big group, so can we add BTS or Blackpink to that uh, popular member, unpopular one mold? I don't know anything about what Blackpink is doing. You'd have to talk. No, because yeah. I was I was gonna say it's contradictory with those two because the biggest ship is like Jenny and Lisa. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I know this for BTS. I'm pretty sure it's Jimin and Jungkook. So I think they're just the two exceptions, just like everything else. Yeah. Do people because ship so them active. in a gay way though? Like for Blackpink, people put them together <sighs> like. Unfortunately, I've see seen that. it. There's oh, I've seen wow. a lot of uh, Lisa Opa. It's oh, oh what? Yeah. Oh, you know what? Jenny posted a picture with Lisa as her prom date or something like that. She um, did. I remember that. And Lisa was kind of like it was very um I guess masculine or whatever. Mm-hmm. She, was, she, she was had like, like her a blazer arm. or something yeah, with big shoulder pads. Oh uh, yeah. Around Jenny and stuff. So. <laughs> Their arm around equals dating. (laughs) 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 Yeah, yeah, I'd say I'd say BTS and Blackpink are the exceptions because they're massive. But with I would say specifically with smaller fandoms, um, I'll just bring up Sueon. Shion is one of the most popular members. Sue is one of the least popular members. They're they're formed in a ship. Um, She is. hmm, Sue and Shion. Sue is the least popular? Not the least, but she's oh. not in the top. Um, from what I've seen on, like, I've seen surveys by the subreddit, the Dreamcatcher subreddit. I've seen um, the K-pop profiles. <laughs> one. I she was number one. Oh. Um, I think she's popular because of the ship. Um, oh. But, like, outside of the ship. That's what I'm saying. She's not mm-hmm. one of the most popular members. Xion is a stan attractor. Sua is usually not. Um, but if we talk more about them, because they're, again, they're like Mamamoo. They're from a smaller company. They know exactly what they're doing. Um, Xion is 25 years old. Um, Sua is 26, 27. So even if they're not in charge of everything they're doing, <laughs> they're, they're not stupid. And they are unusual in that they have displayed support for the community um, multiple times. And they've, Xion has done a, a cover, well, not just her, they've done covers of songs without changing the pronouns, um, <laughs> things like that, that are a bit more, where you can tell that the idols themselves actually care about something and it's not just the company. But at the same time, I think the company is boosting them to do this more than they might naturally do. Uh, Dreamcatcher has a relatively small fan base. Mm-hmm. So the question is, if they stopped doing this, like let's say one of the one of the members doesn't like this, like they're they're like, no, I don't like this this gay stuff, whatever. They can't, right? <laughs> like they don't have an option to say that. Um, not saying they should, <laughs> but it, it's the fact that there's no, you don't really know exactly what degree of support there actually is. Um, Everything is just sort of a product and it's consumed. Okay, so now for me that begs the question, how popular is Wu Young the Little with 
80s fans. Yes. I want to say Wu Song so bad. I don't know who Wu Song is. <laughs> I swear. Um, so you have to understand ATZ's dynamics. Stan is the most popular member in the fandom. He's a Stan attractor. Um, there's reason for it. He's like the second best singer, and he's the only one with consistent and decent stage presence. Um, so I don't have any issue with him being the most popular member. But him and Wu Yong are friends. Um, pretty sure about that. Um, but because Wu Yong is an affectionate person. And because, again, none of these people really understand that Koreans are affectionate. Um, <laughs> things have been blown out of the water to a very large degree. Um, making assumptions about Woo Young's like, preferences <laughs> in, in very violating ways. <laughs> things that maybe not even the other members would know. Um <laughs> It's it's interesting. I've seen the same for Santa as well. Santa's a daddy doll. Uh, Woo Young's a little. Woo Young's a, a brat. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Things that are not really based in anything that has ever been verified or even mentioned um, <laughs> by anybody. <laughs> I also find it particularly amusing is part of why is because they have a saying for themselves that literally means, like, friends till the very end. Um, so these shippers are running around with this phrase, and they're like, oh my gosh, these men are dating. I mean, maybe they are, but, like, why would they be running around with a phrase that said friends till the very end all the time? I don't know. <laughs> maybe that's just uh, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I just realized Wu Young is, like, a kisser, affectionate friend. He's an so. affectionate person, but... He does this to the rest of the members as well. Yeah. Is, again, something else they the, the the shippers would not mention <laughs> because it invalidates their theory. Um, yeah, even though he he's um you know that thing annoying fans do where it's like oh they basically said they're gay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, he, he basically did that with being straight. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, we don't know exactly if he's straight or not, but he's obviously not gay. Um, right. <laughs> very obviously. <laughs> like, just um, mannerisms, the way he talks about his fans, the way he talks about women. Um, <laughs> happen to be in an active state of denial to believe that he is gay. Um, but there are, there, are, there are people who take advantage of the fact that other idols aren't as straightforward about it. Or what they did, going back to Wuyang, what they do is, so me and Kumar were on this stream last night, and I was, <laughs> I was doing this for hours, trying to find this video of where Wuyang says that men and women can't be friends. Um, I had to search a while just to find it, because the fandom had been so talented at hiding it. Um, the boy group fan specialty. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, no, delete this. No, Wuyang's not a head. Blah, 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 blah. They like, would sooner was... call him a misogynist gay than a head. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to do a lot of searching just to find this video. Public, like, this is free public information video that they were trying to... And it's not like he said something that was, like, violently rude. <laughs> it just verified something that they weren't willing to hear. Um... So there's this 
it's this whole thing with people with K-pop idols. They don't want to acknowledge them as they really are. Um, they prefer to acknowledge them as something that will support them, bring them comfort, and validate them. So if Leon comes out in a video and says that he thinks men and women can't be friends, that's not validating to a fan who thinks he's their lesbian support idol. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's not very validating at all. So they. they What's the term them. for that? It's not comfort K-pop boy. It's emotional support K-pop boy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, if Wuyang is your emotional support K-pop boy, and he comes out and says, "I think he doesn't even want to be your friend," (laughs) and he says, "I'm perpetually horny," that doesn't really do you any good. So you you kind of you you push that down further. You you move that. to something that you can deny and you can cover up. And because Wuyang isn't a real person who can come up to you and respond, you can... Well, he's a real person, but you know what I mean. In the, mm-hmm. he's a product In idol the set. eyes of our subject. Yes. <laughs> um, you can just sort of silence him. Well, until he says something else again. <laughs> like this. But um, on to the topic of... This is sort of an... Uh, a broader uh, narration that doesn't just include fan service, but um, <laughs> I, I've seen a lot of people joke, and I've said this before, that K-pop fans are, they, being a K-pop fan means you have a mental illness. Um, <laughs> and I've seen get offended, but as a person who has one, I think it's, for the most part, very accurate. Um, and you can tell by some of the ways that people interact with these idols on Twitter. Um, but firstly, I want to, this is, and, and um, credits to Zia for mentioning this. Um, she's the, one of the contributors for this podcast. But she mentioned something about um, narcissism among K-pop fans, um, among the masses of K-pop fans. And I was like, narcissism? That's interesting. I haven't thought about that. And so I was looking about, I was looking it up, and the narcissism itself stems from the celebrities. So the majority of celebrities in the world, and I'm going to assume that K-pop idols are similar, have higher levels of, not necessarily that they're narcissistic, but they have higher levels of narcissistic tendencies than the average person. And this is kind of logical, right? Because, I mean... You're a celebrity. You have to want attention for yourself. <laughs> but the second thing is that the idols have this model of virtue that they've inherited through their through them. So they look up to these idols. They admire them. They fulfill this sort of fantasy role for them. Um, I mentioned the mental illness thing. A lot of these fans are either lacking or they do not have social or interpersonal skills (laughs) so if they see their idol and their idol is this beautiful person and maybe they're not as attractive and their idol has so many friends and maybe they don't have a lot of friends at all maybe they're isolated because they're a k-pop stan they can feed off of that so their idols achievements become their own they project their own preferences onto their idols um so these idols aren't really real people but they're just tools to a better life, a better purpose, 
um, a better understanding or any of that. This isn't always bad, obviously, because idols are supposed to be entertainment. But the danger is when the idol is just the only way towards this and anything that deviates from, I would say, the imagined idol um, becomes something that where you violently turn against them and censor them, in the case of Wuyang. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's sort of touching. <laughs> it's just getting, I guess, dipping your toe in the pool about the whole thing with narcissism and K-pop celebrities in general. Um, I guess it's just a thing with celebrities in general where people project um, their own wants and desires onto their favorite celebrity. Mm-hmm. Um, because you see it like hmm, makes me think of like Beyonce and stuff like that. Um, and Rihanna, like the way that people project, well, you know, she said she was going to come out with an album, so it's kind of on her, but the way people <laughs> project that onto her, like pushing her for music when that's clearly not what she wants to do, it is, um, it makes you think about the audacity of some of these fans. Like, mm-hmm. how dare you tell somebody, this is what I want from you. You need to do this right now. And it's just like, I can't imagine being her and just wanting to take mm-hmm. her time with things. Like, she's coming out with skincare, makeup, all that stuff. And people are just steady asking her for music. Um, and it's really, it's weird. Uh the way people project that onto her or the way that you'll see, I mean, even me, I just said it earlier when I said Mumbai looks, I don't like her with short hair. Like she might love her short hair. She might love having blonde hair. It's not, it's not, I don't want to say it's not my place, but some people get really bold with their demands. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm looking through some notes for this, and it says, Opa is definitely not a dirty head, but he's interested in me. Yes. (laughs) Which makes me think, this is like a minor thing, because I don't really want K-pop stands to do this, but there's a lot of bi erasure in this whole sexuality discourse, which, again, I don't like in the first place. Yes. It's like, oh, Jihyo dated the man, so she's a head. Oh, no, whatever can I do? She's stinky now. Yeah. Like Che Young could very well be by. Mm-hmm. She could yeah. be. Yeah, I That's get why vibes. I kept saying, like we we <laughs> like we know they're we know they're not gay, but we don't know anything besides that. So I don't know why fans just automatically are like, nope. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of bi erasure until it's convenient, i.e. you get to put another pride flag behind your idol. Mm-hmm. There are a few idols that I think are associated with that. Um, Shion is very heavily associated. Um, there's a video of her picking up a pride flag at a concert. <laughs> oh, so, that's I, it. Yeah. But over, <laughs> I guess I'll just say this bluntly: she does ping very hard <laughs> as, <laughs> as a as a bi person. Um, I, I don't know about her being gay because she has an obsession with Captain America. But I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure about the straight thing. <laughs> yeah, I think vibes are fine. I just there's always a line, as we all know. Mm-hmm. So yes, there's always a line. I'm not convinced that I'm right. 
Um, and I we said this before, but as a rule, I don't tend to make assumptions about male idols at all because I'm not a man. I don't. Yeah. I don't really understand how they. And I also other. don't make them a symbol for the sexuality. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I hate that. It's insulting to me personally. Yeah. So the thing that I had there with the the dirty head thing, it's it's cognitive dissonance. So they don't want, and this is again by erasure, but they don't want him to be a dirty head. But they are the same people who post repeatedly on Twitter. Oh, he's my boyfriend. He's dating me. And yes, it's ironic, but why even say it at all? You know, there are plenty of people who are K-pop fans who don't post things like that. <laughs> like that's <laughs> like there is. there's always a truth behind the joke in general. Mm-hmm. Like when I make boyfriend jokes about like BTS Sugar, I do it because I think he's attractive. Yeah, but, exactly. So, yeah, at the end of the day, <laughs> there's a sentiment behind that. <laughs> Yeah, and I would like fans to acknowledge the fact that in an ideal situation, sure, you would like to date your bias. They're cute. They seem very perfect or close to perfect, but you don't want them to be interested in women. You don't want them to be heterosexual. Just An- Well, <laughs> another thing that I think is really interesting is how, um, I guess this goes along with the conversation of how much um, like lesbian or LGBTQ plus uh, fans, K-pop fans will like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, They Mm. sexualize the idols and it's okay because they're lesbians. Mm. But when men Mm. do it, it's creepy, it's weird, Mm. and it's like, well, I'm just curious what the difference is. It's different because you're a lesbian, it's a woman. It to me, it's all creepy. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, definitely. If the women are if women are sexually uh, over sexualizing somebody, it's fine. Um, that's feminist. That's our lesbian uh, queen Irene. But if a man expresses interest in a woman, or if a man stands a girl group and he's like, oh, they're cute or they're hot or like, oh, their tits or whatever, it's automatically. I don't know, violent misogyny against women. Um, <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I, I don't like it. Yeah. But it, it's, it's, that, it's that girl group stand mentality. Again, the VV voters. Oh, I no. I would link all these people together. The people who believe that lesbians are free of any sort of anything, doing anything morally wrong. Um, yeah. <laughs> Believing and I don't... that... A, I just don't understand why, as a bi woman, I feel like I want to be held to the same standards that you hold the men to. Mm -hmm. Like, if you don't want the men to sexualize them, I'm not going to do it either. I just, I thought we were, we had a general consensus that we just weren't going to over-sexualize anybody. But I guess it's different. Like, in Luna's fandom, I see people all the time, they write fanfics, you know, Kim Lip and Jinsoul and all that, and it's like... As soon as a guy does it, they want to suspend his account. They want him gone. They, like, ban him from the fandom. It's, mm. it's okay. We can zoom in on women's crotches and just be gross because yeah. we're assigned women at birth. I did not I did not like the way that they were talking, specifically about Olivia Hay, when she came out of the... It was out in 2018. Like, she was a minor. 
in mm-hmm. some of the ways. Yes. Some of the way they were talking about her, I was like, okay. <laughs> like, her boobs might be big or whatever, but she's still, like, a kid. <laughs> like, she's around, she's, like, a few months older than me, so at the time, I was very uncomfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Same very here. Uncomfortable. <laughs> I was not. But yes, I've always found her attractive, but um, I'm normal, so... there's nothing wrong i think with finding someone attractive i don't think there's even anything wrong with saying that like she looks sexy or anything like that it's when they start going overboard like right there's a difference in saying i'm sexually attracted to this person granted you're in within a a certain age range and then um just you know taking uh like cropping up pictures of people's boobs or something and like slowing down gifs where they're squatting and things like that um <sighs> I, that's um and that's the nuance that k-pop idols i mean not k-pop idols i keep saying this that's the nuance that k-pop stands do not understand because i've seen it taken to the other extreme i remember when um cupcake said that she would like she thought that jungkook was hot or something like that and she wanted to have sex with him and bts fans like hate, like rained hate on her for goodness a couple of weeks at least um and no my precious jungkookie you can't talk about him like that i really don't think he cares <laughs> i think he has other things that he's more concerned about <laughs> he has to deal with it and the irony is also that his entire face fan base wants to say the same thing but they can't um or they feel like cupcake has more of a platform so they're jealous uh, to some degree, I think. Yeah. It's the junk cookie could see this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Which like, I yeah. can get for like the sex thing, but the hot thing is completely overreacting to yeah. an extreme. Yeah. It was it was a lot, but back onto non-head things. Yay. Um so I want to talk specifically about the consumption model of K-pop. Um, I heard the word late capitalism thrown around a lot, but I'm not going to say it is because I don't know exactly what that word means. But I will talk about the consumption and specifically through K-pop because you can't interact with these idols like normal people. And because they're products, you consume them. So if they're perceived as not being straight, you're also consuming their gayness in quotes um so it's everything in in capitalism specifically in a kind of the hyper capitalist world of k-pop is consumed you're not experiencing people's personalities you're consuming them for your own benefit for your own enjoyment you're not interacting with these people and forming meaningful relationships with them you're consuming them and then you after they get old you throw them away Um, I think Western fans do this even more than Asian fans. Um, So, overall, there's really no depth of meaning in K-pop. It's just superficial. Um, The deep concepts are a concept. (laughs) I I always think of in 2016 when Wings came out and Namjoon was like, yeah, I didn't even, like, finish reading the book. Like, he just read the back of the book that influenced their theme for that comeback. <laughs> um, <laughs> so some of these idols are intelligent, obviously, very intelligent, but it's a 
you're consuming the concept of intelligence. You are not experiencing it. Um, the second thing is that idols lack autonomy. So they're not coming to the fans and saying, hey, we're supporting um, this lifestyle. Come join us. Yay. We love you all. Let's be happy together. No. <laughs> there, I don't think there are too many cases like that. Um, you're consuming something under a capitalist system. So for all the people who are into those sorts of buzzwords, <laughs> I guess you can keep that in mind. Um, and the It also ties into the modern concept of... <laughs> I guess you'll have to bear with me on this one. <laughs> the oh, nation... No. <laughs> the nation-state as a system of government. Um, one of the main reasons that people stay in nation-states is because there's an us and there's a them. So, in the United States, the us is all the people in the United States, depending on what kind of group you're in. It might be white people versus black people. So, us is white people and them is black people. Um, the, the president might tell you that us is the American citizen and them are all the Muslim terrorists. Um, for these K-pop stands, these this us that they're defending is... I guess this this gay product, and the them is heterosexuality. Um, <laughs> so these kind of these capitalist ideas are sort of embedded into K-pop. You can't really escape them. They're in everything, even even people's literal orientations and how they're perceived. Um, so yeah, that's something to keep in mind if you're interested in that kind of thing. I think that um, (laughs) K-pop is about consumerism and consumption, and I really think that um, a lot of fans forget about that, that Mm -hmm. K-pop exists to make money. All of the things that we're seeing are to make money. Everything, down to the smallest detail, is for money. Um, And I think a lot of fans forget about that. Uh, I think it's... It's cool when you can find inspiration from K-pop. I know a lot of people, like a lot of armies, find inspiration and strength from being BTS fans. But at the same time, you do need to recognize that they are selling you a product. This mm-hmm. is not, um, and specifically with BTS, they are selling, I hate to say it, but they prey on people's mental illness. They yep. prey on the fact that a lot of the fans are not in the best place in their life. They're kind of lonely. They prey on that. And I think K-pop fans just need to keep that in the back of their head whenever they're, whenever you're going to defend like a rapist or something like that, somebody in K-pop that's not so savory. um, You need to remember that this is not for any, like this is not supposed to be moral. This is for money. Um, And I think that's something that even me outside of K-pop, I have to keep reminding myself about that, that like we live in a capitalist society. Everything is for consumerism. Everything is for money. Mm. And I think when you lose track of that and you lose sight of that is when you start to fall kind of in a hole, like you start being a little delusional that's when i think the ships come in the fanfics like the outrageous fanfics come in when it's just like you're losing sight of what this is 
Yeah, because they've lost themselves in this system. They feel alienated, as capitalism does. And mm-hmm. so you find something that can give you the, the human connection that you want. And you see these two beautiful people, and they seem to be in love with each other, and they're smiling, and they're all talented, and they have these perfect personalities. And you say, oh, I see myself. I can perceive myself as one of these people. You know, I, I'm not them, but I can sort of vicariously live through them. And so mm-hmm. you start shipping them together. Um, and then when somebody says, I don't think the ship is real. I think the company's doing this. And then you can say, oh, you're just homophobic. Because now that person, <laughs> now that person is you. And so if you talk about their relationship, you're talking about you, the, you yourself. Yeah. And I think um, people do this in, like, I'm thinking about how people do this in anime, how they ship people in anime and stuff, and how it's okay, I think, for people to do that because it's fictional characters, but people Mm -hmm. lose sight of the fact that, like, these are real people that you're shipping. They have actual Mm -hmm. lives and probably have actual partners in real life. Right. K-pop fans remind me of anime fans a lot. They're basically yeah. cousins. Because even back to the bi erasure thing, I'll use this as an example. Persona 4. Uh, a character shows interest for this other character when they present as both a man and woman. So people like to go either the, oh no, he's gay, or no, or, no he's straight thing. And it's like, that's very weird. Other options right there. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I also can tie this back to how LGBT states uh, spaces in general just end up being the L and the B, but that's something else to unpack. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. The L and B. Yeah, the L and G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of very, very rude comments about about bi people on Stan Twitter. Very, like, very, very things that very violently, like things you would not say if you said that to a lesbian or something, and you would, oh, you you would get absolutely flamed. Mm -hmm. I'll say there's a double (laughs) standard, (laughs) there definitely is. I don't even, that's why I don't, I don't even like to say that I'm bi because just the response is so, yeah, and then especially when people find out that, like, I'm with a man, it's like, oh, Oh, Jesus. It's, yeah. And, like, every time someone expresses any attraction for a man, it's like, oh my gosh, the dirty hats are here. It's been exhausting personally, because for the most part, it's, or for me with K-pop, it's mostly dudes, because the way they market female idols is just not doing it for people. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I yeah, I'm the but opposite. When, <laughs> but when I do, I do when I do express attraction, and people are like, "Oh no way!" Like da 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 da. Like yeah, it's in the definition. <laughs> it's both. <laughs> it's yeah. I think um, these video chats that have been going on has um, really exposed how people view idols as characters. You know, they're forcing them to bark for them and all of that stuff. Like, those are so weird. Oh my god, those are to. so weird. And worse than the regular ones. I don't know why. You're talking to a person, like, 
I don't know if it is it the screen. I don't know what, like don't the interpersonal. I don't know what it is. You hear that one about G Song and like that girl who was like, your voice is so sexy and like yeah. he was very obviously G Song from <sighs> Stray Kids, not the one from NCT. G <laughs> Song from Stray Kids. There was a girl who got into the fan sign and she's like strange, very strange person. Again, the double standard between what is accepted with male fans and what's accepted with female fans. So she got onto this V Live and was making him uncomfortable, saying a lot of strange things. Um, it was he was like very obviously uncomfortable. So there was it wasn't he was like looking yeah. away from her and laughing and like yeah. Um, and then they she revealed to her Twitter followers later that she had been wearing lingerie underneath for the entire event. Uh, so just strange, gross, yeah. very strange. Again, if a male fan tried something like that. <laughs> and then people still have the delusion of, oh, well, objectification of men isn't as common or serious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely not in K-pop. <laughs> Definitely. I'd say it's worse with women objectifying men. Yeah, yeah, because K-pop is marketed towards uh, mm-hmm. female consumers for the most part. If you have anything else to get out... Uh, do so now. <laughs> um, I didn't like how a lot of female fans were defending exposing themselves um, at concerts. Yeah. Um, flashing. Like, please, please, please do not do that. It's so disgusting. Because if it was a, if it was a man saying these stuff, who boy. Uh, there are a lot of voyeuristic... Ugh, fans that get a pass because they're lesbians or assigned women at birth, and it's mm-hmm. ugh, so oh, the so less- from just being creepy online to, like you said, flashing, and no matter what, it'll be justified. Yeah, yeah it was specifically yeah. to do um, ta- allegedly uh, Taming got flashed during a concert. Yes, I remember yeah. seeing that. Yeah, and, and this, um, the way she was talking about it. Yeah. A lot How did he of really react? dodgy. Um, no, he didn't know. It was just, oh, okay. it was like a hypothesis. It, it wasn't proven, but people took, like, engaged with the conversation anyway. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, it was sort of based, I guess it's, <laughs> yeah, very, it was, a, it was at a Superm concert. There was a girl. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is that makes it more painful and questionable to me is it's, again, it's the same thing they were doing. That he stands for doing with Wu Young um, is the way that kind of thing is silenced in a fandom. Like I said, if a male fan did that to a female fan, that would get around the fandom very quickly. But I never heard that that had happened at a Superm concert until almost a year after they yeah. had been touring. Why? Like, why am I only hearing about this now? There yeah. was a lot of dodgy, like talk about consent as well because he like you said before about him talking about um his tour in Argentina and all of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. They basically said because he had consented then, that means that he's consenting now. No. Which is he didn't he said he dodgy. wanted to go Yeah, he was it was obvious he was kind of like, oh yeah, sure, like in concept, but He never never said, like, yes, I want to see this woman's (laughs) boobs at a concert, unwarranted. Then they trended a hashtag. 
<laughs> ask somebody. He didn't have to. Yeah, I would. Yeah, that's. I was not very... happy with that. That was mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's like um, you always hear about those male Momoland fans who would. Mm-hmm. Ugh, can I say it? Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, I guess there's no reason I can't. Who would jerk themselves at concerts and like finish what? on female fans? And yeah. I, I think I that's a, a red concert, I think oh, that's right. a thing. Yeah. No, that that uh, finishing part was at a Red Velvet show. Yeah, yes. that actually happened. Right. Wow. I, it's not as directly extreme, but it's very tiptoeing. And this gets buried, which I think says enough. Yeah. Well, adding on to this whole thing with queer baiting, um, it, like I said, no, like Brielle said, like this stuff brings in money. So when men fetishize lesbians, which they do a lot, like, they, like most of the, well, at least for straight men, they do a lot. It brings in money. And I don't think that these gay fans understand this. So for Monster, when Irene and Sugi were doing whatever they were doing in that music video. The crawling <laughs> thing. Yeah. Uh, people were so like, uncomfortable. No, no, that's for the gays. Red Velvet has, I think their fan base is like 50% men. Do you think they don't like that? Do you think they're not interested in that? Like they're, No, actually Red Velvet's fan base is like heavily female. Yeah. Oh, Oh, interesting. I want to say like 70 something percent female. Yeah, it's really, yeah. I heard something else, but that might have been a while ago, maybe before Irene burned the book or something. Um, (laughs) But yeah, from what I've seen, these dudes don't perceive it as them, like, oh, these are lesbians. I can't interact with them. They sexualize it. So. I guess in the most cynical take on this, having presenting these these idols as gay does not pr- protect them from men and androgyny in general. It like men will just sexualize things no matter what. <laughs> like that doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. I think a good example of that would be Santa from Twice. People mm. uh, like I'll see uh, female fans all the time say that she's bi she's gay and male fans sexualize her so much like it's over the top the way they talk about these girl groups they tend to get a lot of gp recognition in korea you don't think that queer baiting helps getting the uh, gp Mm -hmm. men Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even if their fan base is mostly female that doesn't automatically Reduce the male gaze any percentage IMO. Is Dreamcatcher's fan base mostly female? Because now that I think about it, a lot of the energy that I get from them is like, I'm going to kiss a girl at a club type thing. The subreddit is 70% male and 30% female. Hmm. I don't, that doesn't, I don't know about the actual fan base. Because if you go on Twitter, if you go on Twitter, it's obviously going to skew the exact opposite way. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't know for sure, but from what I've seen, they do those people who are the men who are seeing the Suan shippers. Yeah, it's the same fetishism. Like it's they're not <laughs> they don't care if they're gay or not. <laughs> it's just ooh, two women making out, sexy. Like the <laughs> yeah. And so the final thing I want to say about this for now, I guess, before it irritates me again, <laughs> I have to write another three pages. 
um, is to focus on idols that are actually in the community. Um, I, I read this really interesting article about this, this phenomenon in K-pop or in the idol industry or just in celebrity in general called queer blindness. Um, so it's basically there's this focus obviously on this consumption of gayness, but you're not actually hanging out with gay people. So you're not experiencing it. Um, going back to the whole thing with women, there's no women in the community outside of fan service. So there are a few male gay idols, but there's no female gay idols um, who are out. And it, it does bring up the question of why you see so many of these women doing fan service, but they're not actually coming out. Well, what does it benefit if they actually don't come out? It benefits the fetishism. <laughs> um, so more females who are actually females, more women who are in the community. <laughs> <laughs> more women who are in the community um supporting holland and marshall um i don't know if marshall is still active i remember reading an article about him um paying attention to allies who speak out um there are a few people a few idols in k-pop who have openly talked about this um and then finally a request for fans themselves to demand change instead of just kind of half-heartedly accepting whatever their company brings them, ask them to accept idols into their company who are part of the community. Because Holland was supposed to be in a group, and he couldn't be in a group because he said he wanted to be out. So I would... Oh, wow. Yeah. I would, I would like the people who are so obsessed with these ships to focus... <laughs> On the idols who are actively trying to make change. I mean, you don't have to like Holland's music. Like, it, it doesn't matter. But you have somebody who's there who's actually trying to change something. And all you're doing is making fun of whatever. Like, maybe he's not good at singing. It's, it's the concept of what he's trying to do. He's not a, he's not, you're not consuming him. He's not a product. He's trying to change something within the industry. Um, so I'd uh, love people. So if we, if we have an out idol, um, I think it would have to be a female. Mm. Just going off of the way that um, most societies react to homosexuality, mm. they seem to be a lot more accepting of lesbians than they are of gay men. Question, how do you think, um, let's say, just limit this to, to Twitter, how do you think reception would be for a bisexual female idol? You'd probably get better than lesbian. Mm -hmm. I think you would still get that weird pocket of Twitter that was like, oh, she's a slut or whatever. Um, weird jokes. It depends on the idol, too, because if, like, Che Young came out as bi, I think people would be very... Uh, receptive to that and like open to it but if like mm, I don't know maybe Momo or something if she came out as bi people would be like what <laughs> very surprised like she is I think it would cause more of a stir I really think it depends on the idol's image yeah the image of idols is so funny because they assume that these idols they assume their idols orientation based on their image but their image is like 90% of the time, like not really even related to their actual personalities. Um, 
And then, like, 10% of the time, it's, like, an exaggerated version of their actual personality. So, I I find it almost incomprehensible that people assume, for the most part, idols' uh, orientation based on how they act on stage or them doing fan service. Um, yeah. Because it's not... <laughs> Like I said, it's it's a product. It's not a it's not a person that you're experiencing. You're consuming a product. Um, so yeah, that's the the product of queer baiting. <laughs> I just want to know, like, for a social experiment, what would happen if an idol that was perceived to be like one sexuality isn't, but is also LGBT? I feel like that could be interesting. Mm. I'm trying to think of some idols that everybody's convinced is a dirty hat. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. See, the issue is now on Stan Twitter. Everybody. Lucas? Oh, Lucas. Hmm. Mm. Oh yeah. I'm trying to. No, I would say like Johnny. If he if he came out, then that would I think that would break Stan Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they would be able to comprehend that. Um, Those guys give me vibes. Yeah, I don't know enough of I don't know NCT and they seem to they have a good kind of not a uh they they team to they keep things professional and I appreciate that from them. I mean it's a bunch of boys. Yeah. They look and act like a frat from what I've seen. Yeah. But I feel like the only uh, member who could come out without it being a surprise is like ten. And I was yeah. thinking that too. As someone who doesn't really know anything about NCT I do know that he is, um, you know, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he gives off the vibe. He kind of reminds me, yeah, he kind of reminds me of Taman, but like, uh, just a little extra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a little more extra. Taman is very mm-hmm. Taman. He can be a snake too, but he's like, he's a, he's obviously more experienced in the industry, and he's a very kind of patient person. So he'll kind of word things in a specific way so he always looks good. <laughs> I um like I've never actually listened to his I've never listened to his music, but I really like the image that I've seen mm-hmm. of him. I don't yeah. know why. She just seems really uh it's really attractive to me. I have I describe his 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 aura as a bling bling vibe. Like he seems yeah. kind of shimmers. Um, I normally don't like that really expensive, chic thing, but he pulls it off pretty well. Even if I don't like the product that comes out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's managing his own product very well. I I like what Mm -hmm. he's doing because it's it's calming. (laughs) Out of all all idols, I consider him to be probably one of the most artistic. Oh, yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. He seems to know... um, himself really well like mm-hmm. this is Taman. this is you know and i don't see mm-hmm. that a lot from idols they seem to just follow what the company says like i, I think i said this before about sulji that she doesn't seem to have an identity mm-hmm. and that's why i'm really afraid for her this is a tangent but i'm afraid for her to go solo because i just who is sulji I don't, yeah, I don't really know anything about her. Like, even though I see her on stage all the time, and she doesn't really have an identity. And I feel like a lot of idols are like that. Yeah, 
I, I was wondering about why some idols seem so try-hard and why some idols don't. Like, I've never seen Taemin look try-hard even when he's obviously giving his all for a performance. Um, and mm-hmm. it's that focused energy he has. Like, he knows exactly what he wants to do on stage. Like, he knows exactly what he's trying to do. Whereas some of these other idols... <laughs> I'm just going to say it. I've seen ATs perform. They have a lot of energy, but they don't really know what they're doing yet. Um, some of the members do, but a majority of them, they, they're like in contrast to Taemin. And I think this is a bit unfair because Taemin has been in the industry for 10 years longer than they have, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Just as an overall example, like they don't know exactly what they're doing yet. Taemin knows exactly what he's doing, so he's not going to seem like a try-hard. <laughs> like, there, there's nothing desperate. He's not trying to please anybody. He's like, I'm doing what I want to do. And you can tell this with the music he puts out. Like, even if he, for whatever weird reason, hears this, and he's like, oh, Alice doesn't like idea. I don't think he cares whatsoever. <laughs> he's just going to be like, okay, how am I going to get through the military and then maybe produce a couple more songs? Like, he, he doesn't care. But mm-hmm. some other idols, they they stalk Twitter, they hear what the fans say about them, and they're so worried about what their fans are saying or maybe what their company is telling them to do that they're, yeah, they don't have that sense of identity. And they overcompensate and then they do that try-hard thing. I think that's why when I first got into K-pop, I was so att- attracted to YG artists. Because they all seem to have this, like, really strong identity, this really strong image, like GD and CL and even Top, everyone, they just seem to have, they know who they are, and they Mm -hmm. don't really deviate too much from it. Mm -hmm. And I like like that a lot. And I just wish other people, I'm not saying don't experiment, don't try new things, but, like, you need to be confident when you're doing it. Um, yeah. yeah, confidence in an idol is like one of the more I, I've noticed how important it is for idols to be confident because when they're not confident on stage, it just uh, <laughs> it's not an interesting performance. But Hats, do you have any final thoughts on fan service, queer baiting, consumption? Everything. <laughs> um, I just think that fans need to relax. Just chill like remember what you're here for and hopefully that's for the music and performance yeah. and watching so just professionals hobby. do professional things like <laughs> just chill chill out relax have a kit cat yeah i would say on that like i i was thinking of like a good analogy for k-pop fans to use when they think of k-pop idols because i always see them they're my emotional support blah blah, blah or they're they're, they're like dolls or whatever well i would say it's sort of like when you have um a person who works in the service industry like they have to come up and they have to be nice to you because that's their job right but you don't ex- but it's only those really weird like lonely men who are like no this waiter smiled at waitress smiled at me so she's like she likes me the common person understands that just because the waitress smiles and is friendly to you, it doesn't mean she's interested. No, the thing is, you don't see this on Twitter, but on Reddit, I've seen uh, people talk like these uh, 14-year-old Twitter girls, and then I find out they're 
32-year-old white men who rely on Heijin for their comfort through trauma. So I'd say it's the same thing. Just depending oh, on no, no. I'm up. saying I'm saying like that I'm saying like the problematic relationship that some of these men sometimes have with these waitresses where they assume that they're interested in them is the same as mm. K-pop. It's not not the same, obviously, but similar. Where they interpret it's like they're so much lacking in social interaction or sort of social know-how, but they interpret any sort of kindness um, as something more than it actually is. Or they interpret someone hugging or someone kissing each other on the forehead as something automatically gay. Um, yeah, like, yeah, you were right, Hats. You just need to chill out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. Find make some make some friends. I, I find having something outside of K-pop is always very good. Yeah, um, yeah I think people forget hobbies. it's a hobby. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah not even ones. necessarily a hobby. It's, it can just be music that you turn on. Yeah. It just I don't understand when people go on and on about Twitter and how I Moomoo Twitter this or Luna Twitter this, and I'm like, you know, you can like curate. Twitter. Yeah, especially on the subreddit. Yeah. People are always complaining, like, I can't believe this happened on Twitter today. Like, you can just... <laughs> this is Reddit. Stop telling us. You can ignore <laughs> it. Like, you don't have to see this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People, yeah, people, they sort of... It's this, uh, yeah, it's like a victim mentality thing. They put themselves as the victim. Um, and then so they have this idol who has to save them. So if they're in a situation and they don't have any friends, they say, woe is me, I don't have any friends, um, I'm gay or whatever. And so they say, I need, someone, I need someone to save me. And so they latch onto this random person <laughs> who knows what their, what their orientation is, and they project that onto them to save them. Um, but when the savior inevitably fails, then you have to condemn the savior and hate them and make fun of them and punish them um there's this quote that i <laughs> that i read to kumu randomly <laughs> but i feel like it's very um relevant for how i've seen k-pop fans interact with uh k-pop idols so we elevate them for our own validation it's okay to praise someone who is praiseworthy but when they disappoint when they prove just to be as human as the rest of us that we feel some sort of primal need to tear them down even more. Um, so I would say in a majority of situations where an idol is being canceled, the the way that people react to it is very strange and unusual. And it's that primal need to tear them down when they reveal themselves as human. Um, I mean, obviously, I don't like it when idols are racist, but even minuscule things. Um, I remember like, um, I'm thinking about the, um, wavy battle live English version where they got mad because of all these women come a dime a dozen. I didn't even write the lyrics. It was like some random. They were mad at that and not Millie Rock on their block. Make it pop. (laughs) I was thinking of the thing with Kai in 2017. He went on this, this show and G-Friend was, like, talking about their dancing. And they were like, yeah, our dancing is so hard. And one of the members got up and did, like, part of the dance move. But she didn't, like, do it really well. 
And Kai was like, yeah, I've danced like harder dances this is cause th- than this since I'm in a boy group. And so everybody like immediately screenshot it, put it on Twitter. Everybody was like, Kai is home. He's not homophobic. Kai is misogynistic. <laughs> he hates women. I mean, let's be honest. Boy group dances are harder than girl group dances. But the reason for this is because girl groups are like the the the, the, the focus. Yeah, the focus is different. <laughs> but yeah, as soon as Kai came out and said like something potentially a little bit arrogant he was torn down and called a misogynist for like <laughs> weeks on end <laughs> i don't even know like i don't when you read his his um interviews it's he seems very oh. not misogynist. you know what good idol that i see this a lot with day six j <laughs> oh my gosh yes yeah he's the epitome of this <laughs> yeah yeah like two weeks ago, it was every week that there was something new. Yeah, I don't know how he even got through that. I was surprised he was still streaming after that. Cause... I was surprised he was still responding to those fans. Mm-hmm. I think some people feel he might, I think he needs to be less of a nice person. <laughs> mm-hmm. just straight up block them, but yeah. So I think that's it. We can do, like, goodbye now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so alphabetical order, I guess, so, yeah. Um, well, I can't say don't vote for Vivi, because Biden already Election's won. over. Yes. Um, don't make assumptions about people. Um, remember that you're in your- this is a hyper-capitalist system, um, for K-pop, and that you- you're not- your experiences are not validated through these people. They don't know you. They don't really care about you. Um, so just enjoy what it is as it is. As Hat says, uh, just relax. <laughs> um, I sign off. This is Brielle. Um, I guess my ending message would be nobody wants to be over-sexualized. Nobody, whether it comes from a man or a woman, nobody wants it. It's creepy. And that's it. Oh, I'm Kamaru. I'm saying bye. And if you put idols behind pride flags, I don't love you. Uh, saying goodbye. Um, please find other hobbies. Please. <laughs> and relax. Also. Bye.